0: Portions of this program may be pre-recorded.
1: 3, sequence time. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running, commit
2: liftoff. off.
3: Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Life Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson. And if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1 844 777 7928. That's 1 844 777 SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWAT That's ask at SWATradio dot com and if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live you can also hit us up on facebook and twitter the handle is at swat radio talk that's at swat radio talk we'll answer your questions um that you send there the next day when we see them so hit us up there as well uh, we'd love to have, have you guys join the discussion this first segment where we talk about the news of the day and what's been going on so well do- hey uh Glad you're joining us today. This is Doug McCary, and uh, thank you, Taylor, uh,
4: for bringing us in. And uh, just like to uh, at least acknowledge that the the progressives are hitting both sides. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Planned Parenthood of Greater New York is removing Margaret Sanger's name mm.
2: uh,
4: uh, <laughs> from the from the nation's largest abortion provider in New York City
3: trying to scrub their history yeah huh? you know why
4: uh harmful connections to the eugenics movement <laughs> oh,
3: oh, harmful connections
2: well okay well okay just so, connections Not well, not part of it well
3: <laughs> yeah
4: so harmful okay so here's the deal do you know what eugenics means you ever heard that phrase yeah all right it means the study of how to arrange reproduction within a human population to increase the occurrence of heritable characteristics mm-hmm. regarded as desirable. In other words, you try to con- control the population mm-hmm. to uh, bring out, uh, let's say all blonde hair, blue eyed yep. babies.
2: Yeah.
4: And Margaret Sanger was part of that. Now, if anybody else, if it was about another organization, it would be called racist. Yeah. Even though we don't believe in that term, we believe it's ethnic prejudice. But because it's Margaret Sanger and his Planned Parenthood, they say due to harmful connections to the eugenics movement, most people out there don't even know what eugenics is. Yeah, I mean, it's not about eugenics. It's the reason they're removing it is because black babies lives matter and one of her underlying reasons for starting the whole thing was to get rid of the black population Mm -hmm. but they don't talk about that
2: yeah
4: and you know um anyway
3: it's interesting though that they because for the longest time Planned Parenthood and you know Margaret Sanger have been like the holy uh you know the holy cap or I don't know (laughs) something that that's like sacred and the fact that they're moving to pull her out. I wonder if that's fear of, you know, the radical left or if that's, uh, uh just cause they want to get rid of history anyway. It's well, like, oh, it's well, with our thoughts.
4: Well, here, here's the thing that for the last 20 to 30 years, they have been making this argument against planned parenthood saying, mm. this is not just about a woman's choice. This is about eradication of a group of people this was her vision right Mm -hmm. and um when the donors and supporters started getting upset about all the stuff that was coming out then they go okay we gotta we gotta get that name out of here and so um anyway i just think it was was interesting that finally new york the largest proportion provider the clinic up there Mm -hmm. is the largest one in the united states um is, is changing the name finally. So uh, at least the progressives are being consistent across <laughs> the board, I yeah. think, right? Uh, hey, one other. and if you're just tuning in to SWAT Radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, where the first segment of the program we sit and talk about kind of a Christian worldview of what's going on, things happening, that being one of them in our current culture of uh, our anarchists uh, out in the Northwest mm-hmm. and everywhere else – uh, uh, what I call prosecutorial abuse when you have a man and his wife defending his home yeah. and getting uh, arrested out there. What, what do we do about that? Well, we pray for the leaders. Uh, we pray for our leaders in our country. Uh, we stand for biblical justice. We desire mercy. We seek justice. Um, and um, we sweet, seek to walk with God. But we also never fail to speak the truth. And it's interesting what's happening in Massachusetts now. It's the first town in the nation to recognize polyamorous domestic partnerships. Mm-hmm. And we knew this was coming because yeah. once you get away from God's design mm-hmm. for what a family is, anything goes. It's yep. a Pandora's box. And then and people are like, "No, no, it's not going to go there." Well, here it is. In Massachusetts, they just now recognize polyamorous domestic partnerships polyamory means many loves and it's a growing movement to legitimize polygamy and other multi-partner marriages and an episode have you ever heard of house hunters
3: uh yeah Mm -hmm.
4: it's an hgtv yeah uh for for all the the women listeners out there (laughs) i guess and maybe guys like it too i don't know i don't get into it that much uh but anyway an episode of this uh, show shows a thruple. Mm. It's a new word. A thruple. It's not a couple, but it's a three-person couple seeking a new home in Colorado. Mm. Now, the American Psychological Association has created a consensual non-monogamy task force. Wow! <laughs> this is this is not made up. This yeah. is all real true news that's happening in our country this is where the the when when you start allowing people with no standard well and not a biblical standard anyway no view of an infinite being to start informing you about right and wrong this is where it leads their
3: standard is how they feel
4: exactly well um like uh john paul uh sartre said He said, "Unless there's an infinite reference point, all other points are irrelevant." Mm. And so, if there is no God, then you do what you want to do, and that's exactly what they're doing. But listen, this this was on HGTV, so they had a throuple, and now the uh, the APA has created a consensual non monogamy task force to promote awareness Mm. and inclusivity about these kind of relationships. Now. a polyamory group has even been formed at Princeton University. Do you know Princeton was started as a seminary?
3: Yeah, I know. How crazy is that? And
4: so, uh, but listen, up on June 29th, uh, the, uh, the city council of Somerville, so this is just less than a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. unanimously passed an ordinance legally recognizing polyamorous relationships. This is, this is codified in their city. The council members... Behind the chain said that I've consistently felt that when society and government tries to define what is or is not a family we've done a poor job of doing so it hasn't gone well. And so what, now
3: What evidence does he have of that?
4: <laughs> well they don't have to have evidence. Yeah. See yeah. in the culture we live in now all you have to do is make a statement. You don't have to back it up with any data or anything. Yeah. There is no objective truth. Your truth is the only thing that matters. And so I, I just, it's, its again, this idea of people without a standard uh, that is really, it is no standard. Because when you don't have a standard based upon uh, an infinite being, then the standard is, is whatever anybody wants or the biggest group, mob rule, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And so... That's the that's the thing that our country was founded on Judeo Christian values with a biblical standard for right and wrong. Was it perfect? No. Did they make mistakes? Yes, but it was founded on those principles nonetheless. Yeah,
2: and,
3: uh, and the other side says, well, that's all white culture crap that we don't, you know, that we don't want. You know, yeah. the biblical standard of Christianity. That's all. That's that's white stuff. And not that that is, you know, just the Christian worldview, but it's it's a a racist, uh, oppressive way of looking at things. And so to you, how how do you converse with people who have that type of ideology? You know what I mean? Like because you say that and, oh, that makes sense to the average person. But if you're talking to somebody who's bought into uh, the progressive mindset, I mean, well,
4: here's the thing. Back in Psalm 106, God chastises Israel. And he says, you know, you have been given my word, Mm. but you let the Canaanites teach you what is Mm. right and wrong, even though you have my word.
2: Mm.
4: Now, Jim Dennison said that uh, the reason people do things like that, like what happened up in Somerville, up in Massachusetts, is. That either one, they don't know God's word, yeah, or two, they think it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And I'd say for about eighty to ninety percent of our country, I would be willing to go that far. That most people would believe both, of, either they don't know it, yeah, or if they do know it, they don't think it's relevant to that. They think the family should be defined again. Going back to. Science and nature replaces God. Human reason replaces God's word. And so what happens is you have people that base everything on subjective feelings. There's no objective truth because alluding to what you said, that comes from a white supremacist mindset or yeah. as it is stated by that, that one poster they put out. And that's just not true. Um, I know many, many African-American people that would agree with the objective truth. A lot of pastor friends, in fact, H.B. Charles, who's coming to preach at our retreat, would vehemently agree with that.
3: Yeah, and you see that in the culture now with uh, certain people uh, making headlines by backing uh, that idea. So we'll
0: be back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928.
4: parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com.
3: They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. Right now Right now I'm
2: losing bed
3: I stood on this stage Night after night Reminding the broken It'll be alright But right now Oh right now I just can't It's easy to say there's nothing to bring me down. But what will
0: I say when
3: I'm held to the flame like I am right now? I know you're that is even if by mercy me. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And with that in mind, we were just talking about um some things that came up in the news. Um, one of them being that uh, a, a city of Massachusetts has now legalized polyamorous uh, marriage codified by law. Um, and that's coupled with uh, some other things that uh, have kind of been going on along the uh, family front. And one of those was uh, George Stephanopoulos's wife saying that um, that they watch adult content, like graphic adult content, with their children. Um, which, and when he
4: means graphic adult content, he, they watch uh, pornography. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. Yeah. They they watch things that you, uh, you, you know, you shouldn't be watching. Period. But but, then, but again, they don't profess to be believers. Yeah. But at one point in our country's history, nobody would have ever publicly said that Never. anyway.
3: Yeah, and and that is, I would say, borderline pedophile type behavior, if not outright. And then at the same time, we're having, um, the same sort of discussion that we had, you know, 20 something years ago about, uh, homosexuality. Now they're applying that same type of logic to, um, uh, the ped- ped- people who are pedophiles. And if you talk to them with, from a biblical worldview worldview, um, you know, they, they call you a white supremacist or they say, you know that that has no relevance here, and i'm I'm wondering, Doug, in your mind when when you're talking to people like that, when is it when is talking of no use? you know what I mean like the Bible says that uh Jesus tells the disciples at some point you gotta dust the uh dust the dirt off your sandals like when well i think I think you know when he sent the disciples
4: out, he sent them to the people of Israel mm-hmm. that had
2: a basic knowledge. They, well, they
4: had a basic knowledge. They had grown up studying the Old Testament. They they knew the scriptures. They were biblically literate with their mm. Bible. We live in a culture where most people don't know what the Bible says. Now, I think an example of how to interact with people is in Acts 17. When you see Paul, who goes into the Athenian culture, mm-hmm. he sees the, the the idols, the Greek gods, and he starts where they're at and mm-hmm. he starts talking to them. So I think you try to share with people, you acknowledge they have no standard yeah. or ask them, what is your standard? Start a conversation with somebody say, you know what I, you, you want to, to talk to people to, to ask them questions, but we do need to declare truth. You know, Titus was told by Paul to declare truth truth, exhort, and rebuke with all authority. Now, it's hard to hold a blind person responsible for bumping into you if yeah. they're blind, mm-hmm. right? So what we need to do is we want to pray for people and look for opportunities to engage with people. We need to have a missionary mindset mm-hmm. in this country yeah, so that We don't assume people are believers. We don't assume that they know the Bible. Even if they profess to be uh, believers, we start by asking them questions like, um, well, you know, what do you think about when you hear what's going on in our culture? You ask that question in about five minutes, you're going to understand what kind of worldview they're coming from. Um, You can ask them, well, what do you think about the way our culture views family today? What do you think about the way our culture views marriage today? And start where they're at and start engaging them. We, we need people that would be willing to speak the truth because um, when you think about everything going on in our culture right now, uh, where are the Christians? We, you know, people are talking about the silent majority. Mm-hmm. Christians were never intended to be silent yeah. in the, in the uh, public arena. As far as like uh, being the gospel is not a silent thing. It's mm-hmm. not to, to be disciple makers is not a silent thing. We, we need to be vocal, uh, but do so in a way that's like uh, Paul says to the Colossians. He says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt mm. so that you know how to respond to each person. He says, conduct yourself with wisdom in verse 5. Uh, against outsiders devote yourselves to prayer is the starting part of that whole section and so and paul was in prison when he wrote that and he, yeah. he he's saying pray for me so that i'll know how to speak now if paul's having to ask for people to pray for him we certainly need to be yeah. asking each other to pray for us but it we need to be wise but more importantly than even before we're wise we have to say that we're going to stand with truth mm-hmm yeah. And we can't shrink back because we're afraid it's going to hurt our business. It's going to hurt our uh, reputation. We have to be willing uh, to stand against the fear mm. of culture not liking the message we say. Now, that doesn't mean we have to beat them over the head. Right. But it means that we have to be unashamed of our relationship with Jesus and unashamed of God's word and truth. If you look in Scripture, there were some bad things that happened to people that took those stands.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: There were people that died. There were people in the Old Testament that died simply because they were doing what God told them to do.
2: Yeah.
4: Um, But that's the best place to be is on God's side mm-hmm. with God's word going out. I mean, we want uh it's like a j.i. packer who passed away last week Mm. said i just want to be a voice for god where's the voice for god in our culture yeah i mean do people do you really think the that the polyamorous people up in boston are going to be stepping into churches most of them won't yeah so the people who were the believers And when I mean stepping into the churches, I'm talking about stepping into the people Mm. who are the church stepping. They're not going to be coming into our groups. It was never designed to make our groups enticing for them to come in. Right. It was always that we are to go and be the church. We are to be an attractive bride as we go out and we're witnessing being a witness of what Christ has done with us. And so if you're talking to a polyamorous person, who believes in that and you go well you know what you're going to die and go to hell <laughs> are you you've just built a wall there yeah and i think about um you know jesus with with you know even zacchaeus mm-hmm. zacchaeus was up in a tree trying to see him and jesus said hey come down i'm gonna go to your house and eat i think the starting place is conversation now it's one thing to be in a public forum having a conversation mm-hmm. with people. It's another to be conversational with them. Right. And and so you and I now are on a public platform talking over a radio. We can say things through this venue to our audience because the truth is most of the people listening are not um, going to be polyamorous people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But if I saw a polyamorous person over there and they they really believe that I might engage them in trying to understand where they're coming from to reach out, build a bridge to them to share with them at some point, the truth has to confront them. Yeah. But, but when that is, I think Paul gives us a good model in act 17 of starting where they're at. Mm-hmm. Hey, I look around, I see all these gods. Let me tell you about the unknown God here. You yeah, got, yeah, yeah. and so he builds a bridge with them and he's missional in that. And I, I I don't really like that word, but it is missional in the sense that you are trying to establish a relationship to help these people understand the truth you're trying to convey. Yeah, that makes
3: sense. And I guess I was uh, wondering about maybe people who are like uh, ideologues and are trying to you know actively tear down things like You're important. talking about
4: anarchist? Yeah, yeah. yeah kinda, really? Yeah, yeah. But, but from a, just a... From a mindset point, not necessarily physically, but just uh, verbal anarchist yeah. who just trying to stir up the pot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a time for you to talk to them, maybe directly. Mm-hmm. If if they if you have a direct if you connection. have an yeah, yeah if you yeah. can have a connection to them, or if they put something in print, you you can discuss yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And and anybody who's writing a book or putting out a YouTube video or doing that. I feel like you can address those things again. Uh, a lot depends on um, as you're doing it. What is your motive behind? Mm-hmm. Is it just to highlight their failures, yeah. or is it to win them over? Right. You know, and take a stand for truth. We our desire is always to see people repenting. And I was wondering, you know, and this is a legitimate question: Are, are the people? Who are really upset at what's going on in our country? Are we praying? Mm. Are we just complaining? Yeah, I mean, are we really praying? I mean, like uh, even when Osama bin Laden was did nine eleven, were we really praying for his salvation, or were we praying for revenge? Yeah, I mean, if you look at Jesus and the, what he taught his disciples, he said, "I've forgiven you; you forgive others." And and forgiveness is something you you don't hear a lot about in our culture. That's true. Especially in our current climate. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was marked by forgiveness. I mean, he was on the cross being crucified, and he said, Father, forgive them. Peter says, how many times do I got to forgive my brother? He says, 70 times seven. Mm-hmm. And if you, and that was a reference, I believe, back to Genesis, where uh, he's referencing back to Lamech's desire for vengeance. Mm-hmm. Uh, back, if you go back to Genesis 4, uh, Lamech says, If Cain is avenged 77 times, I'm avenged 70 times seven. Mm. And he was making a statement about vengeance for anybody that tries to hurt him. And I think Jesus, because he was always referring back to scripture, was telling Peter, Peter, you should have the same passion for forgiveness
2: hmm. yes, that he did for Lamech vengeance.
4: had yeah. for vengeance yeah and uh and i just don't think we talk about the whole forgiveness thing very much and and we really need a good dose of that in our culture right now
3: yeah i agree and i think it's interesting to to look at uh how forgiveness can play a part in changing and especially coupled with prayer because i agree with you that's something that's not um that i don't think is being emphasized enough especially in the church yeah um but I know that from my dad. That's he's been real big about that. So about that, the
4: forgiveness thing.
3: When about the prayer. Oh, about the prayer. And, yeah. And he's got he's influenced me in that situation. Well, or hey, well, I, I, I,
4: hey, before you go, uh, I want to read this quote, Thomas Brooks: "Where truth goes, I go. Where truth is, I will be, and nothing but death will divide me from truth." That should be our mantra. Right?
3: Yeah, that, I like that a lot. Like, well, we will talk about that a little <laughs> bit more when we get back. Um, we'll be right back after the news. Um, you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. We'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners in Virginia, listening at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER. Stay tuned. We'll
2: be right back. I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody
0: All about somebody Who saved my soul Ever since you rescued me
2: You gave my heart a song to sing I'm living for the world
3: And David brought a rock to a sword
2: fight You picked 12 outsiders Nobody would have chosen And you changed the world Well, the moral of the story is
1: Everybody's got a purpose So when I hear Welcome
3: back to Squat Radio. That was Casting Crowns with Nobody. Um, and we just got a question, right? Do you want to talk about that now or do you want to hit that in the fourth segment?
4: Uh, uh, well, I want to go back to the quote first and okay. then we'll, we'll go back. Uh, the, the quote is by Thomas Brooks, a great Puritan pastor, preacher. It says, where truth goes, I go. Where truth is, I will be. Nothing but death will divide me and the truth. I like that. Well, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and Mm -hmm. the life. Uh, SWAT radio, SWAT uh, Bible study, SWAT radio, SWAT stands for spiritual warriors, advancing truth. I love that quote because what he's saying is that I'm going to stand with the truth. It doesn't matter if it costs me. It doesn't matter if it's painful to me. It doesn't matter if it's inconvenient. uh, It's it's truth so i'm standing with it and i i think we live in an age where we compromise
2: mm-hmm.
4: a lot of truths based on finances i mean you see it in the sports world you see mm-hmm. it in the corporate world people they may believe something but if it's affecting their pocketbook
2: yeah. they're
4: going to change because they don't want to lose the money instead of looking to the god who provides they're right. going to say okay we we we're going to change this does that make sense
3: yeah and I'm, I'm wondering uh as far as we were talking earlier a little bit about like uh the 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 love of truth and the desire for truth has to be greater than any fear of retribution and um uh you know persecution and i'm curious how, how do you think that'll jive when persecution comes for the truth for people who, you know, go to a church that's maybe a health and wealth church who talks about, you know, God wants you to be blessed, healthy, wealthy and wise, you know what I mean? When the reality of standing for the truth leads to the opposite, do you think there's going to be a a big falling away in the church or do you think it'll be people repenting in uh, uh
4: no, you know, I don't. I think I think as we listen, here here's the thing. I <laughs> It's bad, and it's going to get worse. Yeah. The Bible's pretty clear that as we continue to approach the time of Christ's return, and we're getting closer every day Mm -hmm. that we move forward in time, that it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. We have this view that we can somehow create heaven on earth. Yeah. And that's a lot of the prosperity gospel. Is that mm-hmm. is that if we, you know, we Jesus wants you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. He wants you to have a big bank account. He wants you to have all these things that that create a nice, comfortable, cush place here where we're consuming and not contributing. Yeah. And uh, I I don't think that's the way it is at all. I think that the uh, the way it works is you look in the scriptures. And it says, in the last days, people are going to be lovers of themselves. Mm. I think we're lovers of ourselves here. Uh, in this country, more than most. Uh, yeah. It says, children will be disobedient to their parents. Wow. You yeah. don't have a kid yet. You got one coming. <laughs> but um, you, you're going to see that increase. The love of many will grow cold. People will have a form of godliness, but denying its power. That's all mm. out of 2 Timothy 3. Um, you. All those things I think we're seeing. But what's interesting is if you go to Revelation and you see when the tribulation comes and all those last days prophecies about pain and suffering and death, and it says, and still they did not repent. Still they did not repent. Why? Because their names were not written in the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world. That's what it says in Scripture. And you go, oh, man. What does that mean? Like, I I mean, are we just, we're not robots, but there's this melding of God's sovereign hand and our responsibility in ways that we can't understand. And I think that as believers, we never get too comfortable here on earth. Yeah. We live in such a way. I mean, look at Paul. Paul was such a great example. Five times Mm. he was beaten with, you know, uh, 39 lashes. Yep. One more would have killed him. Yeah. That's why they said 39. Three times he was beaten with rods. Or did I flip that? Maybe I flipped that. I don't know if I flipped that. It's in Second Corinthians 11. But he, he spent a day and night in the ocean. Uh, he was naked. He was without food. He said, I, I did all these things. And he did them knowing that this was not his home. Mm. And when he finished, he said, I finished the race. This is... This is merely a training ground for us before we get up to heaven. And I think uh, when people start talking about making this the end all, Mm -hmm. that's when you start to have issues. And, you know, I got a a text earlier today uh, from a guy, one of the SWAT guys who just said, I think God has a problem with his servants being so opulent down here Hmm. And he was referencing a couple of specific uh, television preachers that I'm, I'm, I'm not going to mention, but he was just, I mean, you know, you guys got multiple jets mm-hmm. and um, you know, thousands of acres worth about a billion dollars almost crazy. And, uh, because God's been good to him. Well, God's good to all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, your life may not feel like he's good because you've got struggles here, but you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that a poor man is closer to the kingdom. Why? Because he realizes he has nothing mm. but God. Yeah. And when you have lots of stuff, you start to think, oh, if I have more stuff, you tend to look to yourself to provide for things instead of God. And what he means by closer is God wants us to be dependent every day on him. But if you're a go-getter, if you're a type A personality uh, like me and probably like you, Taylor, you you can be pretty self sufficient sometimes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know who was a great example of self sufficiency in the Old Testament? King Saul.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You
4: know uh, Samuel says, "Go wait." You know I'm going to come up there, and he, oh, he's not here, man. It's time to go. Yeah, we we got to do a sacrifice. So he presumes upon himself to just go in and offer sacrifice that didn't work out too well, Mm-mm. you know? So, um, yeah. So all that to say that, are we going to stand with God and his truth against the flow of our culture? And are we going to allow the culture because being a servant of God, which we're talking about servants this week, servants in the church to be an attractive bride means that we recognize who we serve. Yeah. You know, we don't serve. Um, I mean, we, we, We want to serve God first above everybody else. So that means that we represent him wherever we go. And then in our churches, our local churches, what are we doing to serve each other? Do we just go to consume? Do we just go to have a message preached to us and we leave and that's our extent of the family of God? That was not the New Testament extent of God's family. The New Testament believers came together not just to hear God's word, that was part of it, but it was fellowship and it was expression of love. They they celebrated communion together to be reminded that Jesus says, do this until I come back, and they were looking forward to his return. How many people do you think are really looking forward to the return of Jesus right now that call themselves Christians in this country? I mean, think about it, just from a percentage, I mean, How many people do you think when they wake up going, I hope today's the day Jesus comes.
3: I think most don't even think about it. Like it doesn't enter their, their thought at all.
4: Yeah. I mean, I struggle to do Mm. that because we get consumed with the world. Yeah. The disciples, that's how they lived every day. Mm. Now, you know what makes people think about that? When you go to a memorial service, like I went to Frank Pierce's the other day, when you get a diagnosis that says you got two, three years to live, Or, you know, you have a heart attack and you're recovering and you think, wow, I'm mortal. You have a near fatal accident Mm -hmm. and it reminds you any of those things happen and you start thinking, wow, my time on earth is limited. It's always been limited. Yeah. And the enemy weaves this web of deception around us to make us think that this is our home and it's where we're going to be. So anyway, all that to say, if we really want to talk about serving our king and being servants in the church it has to start with realizing that as his servants we represent him wherever he goes yeah and wherever we go i mean wherever we go we go representing him he's our master mm-hmm. and we're the servant and so what should a servant be doing he should be kind of preparing the way for his master if, yeah. if you look at a lot of old movies you'll see when they had servants and masters in europe or wherever mm-hmm. the servants would go in front of the master to kind of prepare things for yeah. when he came right yeah. so that's what we should be doing but we don't we end up just preparing for ourselves to yeah. go places we yeah. don't even think about jesus most of the time so anyway um you know i was just kind of i know we've been pontificating on that <laughs> all all the the program uh we did we did get a question oh. Uh, uh, related to what we were sharing, I don't know um, if I said something. Maybe I said something. I didn't realize it. But the question was, are you saying that America was not built and supported on the institution of slavery? Um, now, what uh, what I said, I think what I said earlier was that we were founded on Judeo-Christian principles, Yeah, and we were flawed mm-hmm. because we're human uh and we um you know we had we had things that have happened throughout time that have not been good that we try to address when we come back i do want to get into that just a little bit for the last segment and if you want to call you're welcome to call in and talk about that but we, we, we're going to answer that specifically because i do believe we're based on judeo-christian values
3: all right we will be back with more after the break uh, we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, as well as Tom
0: Neal Trucking and Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. at www.acetor.com.
2: Mm-hmm. 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 I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war, I can never be, never be free without. Be Freedom in in my life.
3: that is freedom hymn by austin french welcome back to swat radio if you'd like to join the discussion please call us at 1-844-777-7928 that's 1-844-777 swat or you can email us at ask at dot radio.com that's ask at dot radio.com and right before the break if you're just joining us we got a question um from a listener uh asking if we believed basically if that the if 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 we believed or if we didn't believe um that the country was built on slavery and uh what was that one of those well well no what i
4: said was um i said that the i said that um the united states was founded on judeo christian principles okay and i believe it was we're flawed mm-hmm. we 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 not made best choices and we've tried to rectify those choices throughout time and we still are flawed we're making mistakes even today right with laws and things that i think aren't good but if you look every civilization in the world throughout history has had slavery
2: mm-hmm.
4: Everyone just about it and i think it was uh uh it was uh, the pastor or Dr. Vody uh, Bauckham mm-hmm. said that people, people have uh, black people from all over the world want to come to America mm-hmm. because they're treated better here than any other place in the world. That's what Bo- Dr. Vody Bauckham said. And I agree with him. Uh, are there problems here? Yes, there are. But the United States fought in a civil war to end slavery here, mm-hmm. and made the right call there. It was right, um, and if you look as compared to the rest of the world, it is the least racist, or, or to use uh, you know Voty Bacham or Dennis or Daryl Harrison's term, uh, ethnic prejudice, mm-hmm. the least in the world in that regard. But. Were there problems? Of course there were. And I'm not saying that we didn't have problems, but I believe that our country was not founded on slavery and built on slavery. I believe it was built on freedom mm-hmm. and, and 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 to give, make every man equal. But that's been a process with a lot of mistakes, and I want to acknowledge that as as we've continued to follow God and mm-hmm. allow God to to lead us i think we've been a very blessed nation more than any other in the world
3: i'm gonna if, if you think that the nation was built on slavery uh, you i didn't might, say that no 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 no. the yeah, person no, who yeah, sent yeah. it um that's historically inaccurate and it's not looking at the full nature of what it was like during um the revolutionary era uh mm-hmm. i just want to read a quote that was in the original declaration of independence um he has waged cruel war against human nature itself, violating its most sacred rights of life, liberty, and in the persons of distinct people who never offended him captivating and carrying them into slavery in another hemisphere to incur miserable death in their transportation. Hither uh, this pra- practical warfare, the operivum of in- infidel powers is the power is the warfare of the Christian King of great Britain mm. determined to keep open a market where men should be bought and sold. He has prostituted his, uh, negative for suppressing every legislative attempt to prohibit or to restrain this uh, commerce. So that's Thomas Jefferson, who people say is a racist. Uh, I didn't finish the quote because it gets a little longer than that, (laughs) but But that was his biggest grievance against the King of England. And in fact, if you look at when slavery was outlawed in the North, it Mm -hmm. didn't happen until after the revolutionary war was fought and won because the King wouldn't allow that to happen. Mm -hmm. Now, slavery did happen. And there was a compromise made to, uh, allow for two States to stay in the union. That was Georgia and South Carolina. And it's because of those two States that slavery was allowed to flourish. But that doesn't mean that the majority of the people didn't have a, uh, idea that was Liberty minded in the, um, in their thoughts towards slavery. And if you look at, uh, George Washington, he, uh freed his slaves on his death, Thomas Jefferson didn't because he was legally not allowed to because he died a little bit later. I mean, I could go on and on as to why saying that we were built and financed on slavery is wrong. I mean, there's economic discussions that say that slavery actually was a boon or was not a uh, a help but a hindrance to the progress of our country financially. So there's a bunch in it. I know that we got another caller. so
4: Well, well, yeah. well no, I, I hear what you're saying. I think that people – but listen, our history books have been scrubbed in a lot of ways. I, I mean, you, I know you're a teacher, but th- there's an there there has been a movement for the last 20 to 30 years to take certain things out, to focus different things. There has. Mm-hmm. there's just That's verifiable with data. You can go and you can look at what school systems have been teaching in history. But I do want to say this, that the United States was founded on a con- – on a commitment to mm-hmm. liberty mm-hmm. and justice for all. That was the founding father's ideal. Now, was there slavery then? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did they rectify Yeah. Remember what Lincoln said? He made the statement that um, the United States was unique, and it was supposed to be liberty and justice for all. So the Civil War, mm-hmm. really all the blood that was spilled in the Civil War and all that really was – about us seeing if we were going to survive as a nation with those ideals, and we have. And look, yeah. I mean, look, we had a black president for eight years.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: He he didn't just win; he got reelected. And 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 I would say that what Vody Bakum said is that if you look at countries around the world, people still flock to this country because they know of those ideals. You don't see that in other countries like you do here. And I yeah. do know we have a caller, so. Oh, we got, got two, two callers. Okay. okay, okay. First, we got Mark in Virginia. I yeah. think Mark, welcome to SWAT Radio.
1: Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How all you right. doing? Hello. Yeah. How yeah. are you? Uh, all right. Uh what? God um, bless. Th- God bless you. God bless you. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah. So yeah. No, no problem. Um, nothing really big on the um slavery thing because I, I guess we will got my attention. With the whole SWAT thing, so when I seen, I said SWAT. I'm like, these guys, they, they probably used to be police or something like that. But then when I heard abbreviation, I was like, oh, okay, that's, you know, that's kind of how you got put it together. So me myself, I mean, I'm I'm kind of I'm involved with law enforcement and uh, military.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: you know, from, from 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 the world's perspective, people are not really going to understand because they never really held themselves to that to that higher standard. But my bigger question, I mean, because all lives matter and some are just not going to get it, but my bigger question was, um, well, my favorite verse in the Bible, it, it does come from the Old Testament, but we are in the New Covenant, but my favorite verse in the Bible is um, Ecclesiastes 3, where it's the time to kill, it's the time to steal, it's the time to reap, it's the time to sow and all that you know that you know that's a shadow in the Old Testament now we you know we kind of see it with COVID and stuff like that so um, my, my question to you guys is kind of like with weaponry if I'm not mistaken it says something about when he was talking about swords because back then in the Bible they, they had about swords but mostly in the Old Testament they was talking about more about killing and, but now in the New Testament the Jesus said um, with the cloak Two swords are are enough, and I'm not saying that go out here killing people. No, that's not the case. It's like if if you're already military, if you're a strong Christian believer in God, and you you just out here trying to do the right thing with justice. But if we have these an art and artists and all these these mob followers and these world rulers, or other people that are just you know against racism or against white supremacy. You know and we're just trying to preach the word to we and say hey brother look brother look we understand that you you're you're, you're confused you know your eyes might be veiled but um if, if you want to talk you know let, let's just just listen for a second you know because it says a verse in the bible where now if a thief comes in the house and then if, if they don't come out safe then you know that's not really god he, he might not give him mercy but now, if someone else goes out and kills somebody, then that's different. But, if like, a thief comes in the house because you're supposed to stay on alert.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You're supposed to stay on alert all the time. Hey. Yeah. And then some people say, "Well, oh, go ahead.
4: Hey, my Mark, well, we we got another caller we got to get in. But thank you for your service. Right. Thank you for your comments and for that verse. And thanks for listening to SWAT Radio. Yeah,
1: my, my question was about about the swords. Mm. I know you got another collar, but okay. yeah, about, about about sword. But I'll go, yeah, I'm take when, my when Jesus sword,
4: said one is enough, he was just telling Peter, you got enough. You he, you know, he was just saying that when you go out, you need, you know, you you one sword is enough for you, Peter. I was just saying that I've been with you. When Jesus walked with him, he covered all and, the protection. And right? Jesus
3: didn't tell him to get rid of the sword. No. And, and, and it is okay to protect yourself um uh and that's but that's different than like going out and actively looking for violence i guess yeah, but yeah. to protect your your family yeah. is is not a bad thing no
4: I mean. it's not a bad thing at all thank you mark for calling and thank you for your service all right, right we, in the military and law enforcement well, yeah. last caller evans
3: we, yeah evan Hi. how are you hey
0: real quick evan we got about a minute yeah 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 i i um i, I just wanted to say i agree with a lot of the things that you said and uh I, I, you, you made mention of the falling away, and I, what I see, and you, you kind of elaborated on it. But the falling away, uh, you, you made mention of Second Timothy uh, third chapter, and and it talks about men will be lovers of self. I call it a selfie generation. That's what yeah. we are. and I, I honestly believe that that is what the falling away is. It's just people that are leaning more to themselves than being servant servants, you know, of God, and. Um, there was one other thing, but I can call back. Tomorrow. No, hey, El- Evan, call, call back
4: tomorrow. Yeah, we'd love to get you, love you back on. Are you Where are you calling from?
0: I'm calling from Jacksonville, Florida. Okay.
4: Awesome. Well, Evan, call back tomorrow. We'll get you on. Call back during the first segment. We'll get you on first thing, okay?
0: Okay, we'll do. Okay. Yeah.
3: All right. uh Thanks for the calls. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We'll see you then. If you were uh, unable to get in, call us tomorrow because we would love to talk to you. We don't want to miss you. Thanks for tuning in. See you tomorrow.